Okay, guys, another very special episode. And today, one of the guests we have here in front of you, his name is Michael Zuber. If you're not familiar with this man's face, you should be because he's been in real estate investing for 15 plus years. He's buy and hold inv investor from Fresno, Madeira, California. I'm not sure if you're there currently at, at the moment. He's an author of One Rental at the Time, The Journey of, to Financial Independence Through Real Estate. You should go and grab it on Amazon. Of course, I'm going to leave a, a link down below for you go, guys go and check it out. Where he helps new investors to get started on track, on the right track. <laughs> you know, we would say, you know, that will be the best way to say it. Because again, yeah. a lot of people are lost when they are looking to start a real estate business. So like before, you know, the interview, I just said, you know, like, I really appreciate you, what you do in real estate space. Like so many people are, you know, having the pictures with your books and, you know, they're just <laughs> like obsessed with it and it helps them to build their own dream, real estate dream business. So, you know, I just love what you do, you know, in that space. So I just appreciate you for being on, on the show today. Oh, absolutely. And I got to tell you, when, when somebody buys the book, it is, it is obviously wonderful. Uh, but there's nothing like somebody taking a book and taking a picture of yourself. Like um, those, that's, that's pretty awesome. And that all started organically. I, I started getting pictures from folks um, because I'm pretty open right in the book. I list my email address and, and people put them on Facebook and, and the like. So yeah, yeah if you buy the book, I, I ask for two things. First, go write an Amazon review because I'm a self-published author. So if you can write a five-star review, that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. And then second, if you're so inclined, sending me a, a selfie with the book, We've gotten some pretty crazy selfies. One person on a cruise ship, one person in Greece, um, one person. Uh, it's just it's just so all fun all to see. All so, over the place, all over the yeah, place. Yeah. Get creative, folks. Let's see what you got. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good challenge for you guys. So yeah, definitely recommend you to go to go after it. You know, because this is a great book. Like I didn't read it. I'll be honest, that we read it, but I went on Amazon because like I know you from the book and again from real estate <laughs> investing. There's like hundreds of people reviews and it's like, I see the photos all over the place. So it's definitely yeah. a great book. Uh, so first of all, you know, for the people who are maybe not that familiar with yourself, again, being 15 plus years in real estate, yeah. buying, holding, you know, all these properties, maybe you can give a little bit of your own background of real estate investing world. Yeah. So, you know, kind of quick synopsis of myself. Um, so I live in the Silicon Valley. Uh, I invest in Fresno, Madeira, as you, as you highlighted above. For those that don't know, uh, California all that well. That's about a two and a half hour drive one way. Uh, so I built a real estate portfolio um, in a market that's two and a half hours away. It's a five hour day minimum. Uh, and importantly also is I built my real estate portfolio out of the multiple listing service. So you can think realtor.com, Zillow. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anyone. I have no direct marketing. None of these things that you think it takes, right? Basically what I was able to do by researching a market I'd never been to was figure out what a what the average deal in Fresno was, right? And I'll just make up some numbers. Let's say the average deal was seven or 8% or whatever. Mm -hmm. What I was able to do by all my research is to figure out what that was. And then I only wanted to do good or great deals, right? So if the average is seven, I only wanted to do eight, nine or 10% yield plays. And by doing that, you're being very selective. Most of the market is not right for you, but by consistently doing good or great deals, you build a portfolio that is cash flowing, you know, a little more than normal. Uh, it appreciates. We 1031, you know, the, the properly goes, you know, grows from there. But the other thing is I was a full-time employee. I traveled all around the world for my job. So I didn't have a lot of time was raising, you know, raising a daughter in, in you know, married, 
Uh, so we had no head start, no golden spoon, nobody in my family had any money. Um, so again, I was, uh, you know, I was a busy professional trying to figure it out. And yeah, um, so, yeah that's, that's so the story. It's very interesting because again, there is what you just mentioned, you know, like you had a daughter that was growing up, you, you've been like working and, and it sounds like it's, it's almost everybody, right? Yeah. So, but not everybody has the same hunger. So maybe you can expand on that. Like, how did you transition? Like, cause like going into like really stepping in and really seeing like, this is what I want to do, you know, in the future, because most yeah. of the people, they just kind of look at it like it's going to be part-time thing and they don't yeah. take it serious, but you took it serious. So like, yeah, where, where's that coming from? There's no question. I, I guess it kind of starts. Um, I've been pretty clear that I read Rich Dad Poor Dad on my 30th birthday. It kind of changed my life. But it, it changed my mindset, right? But when you read Rich Dad Poor Dad, it doesn't tell you how. Mm -hmm. right? it's, there's no how in there. There's, there's some mindset shifts and some pretty cool things. And full disclosure, it changed my life. But, but it didn't tell me how. So I had to figure out the how. And what I was really good at, kind of my just natural skill, is when I get focused on something, I'm extremely disciplined. So when I talk about learning my market, and again, a market I'd never been to, right? I don't know anyone. It's two and a half hours away. Um, I looked at the market every day for 10 years straight, right? I knew my market in the, in the zip codes and the areas that I looked at better than most agents. And it really comes down to learning your market and what is a good, you know, what is, what is bad, average, good, and great. And that's what I try to help people. That's what I teach. Um, and, you know, if you do enough good and great deals, life gets better, right? You don't have to, you don't have to be as big as we are. I think if you just get to four rental properties, you can decide what you want to do. And if you want to decide to be done, I think you've improved your financial future. And that's what I'm focused on for the rest of my life is if we can help people just get to four rental properties, four single family homes, it'll change their financial future. Somebody else will buy 70% of your asset, which is awesome. We're, you know, we're talking on a day where the stock market's down another 500 points or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, real estate's, you know, doesn't do that in a single day, right? It doesn't go down that fast. Uh, and if you conservatively finance with the ridiculously low interest rates we have today, and you get four, you're going to be, you're going to be very, very happy in, in 10 years, uh, I would think. Yeah, free cash, free cash, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, it's very interesting. Again, you've been in the market that it's, as you said, two and a half hours drive. So not that big, right? Like yeah. California is a tough market in general, I think, you know, like big, yeah. like high taxes, like water problems, you know, you name it, like politics, you know, and yeah. people are moving. There's a lot of companies and, you know, people are moving away from that, from that state, but you still like, yeah. so because I knew I came across so many successful business owners that like the war is going on in their country or like big, like problems, like huge, like climate yeah. and yeah. like, they still managed to do well. So, yeah. I mean, coming back to the mindset, like what you're saying, yeah. you just get your mind right. I mean, you can accomplish even like in the worst market, in the worst conditions. Yeah. So. California has high taxes. We actually have net migration out, but California is a huge state and, and the headlines go to LA and the Bay area and orange County and all of that. Um, you know, the Bay area markets in trouble, right? It's not affordable and people are leaving and there's no reason a house in, you know, pick a city, should be $2 million when it was built 70 years ago and has never been remodeled. That's not affordable. That's why I don't invest here. I invest in a market where a family of four can live on $60,000, which, oh, by the way, is most of the US. Uh, it just happens to reside in California. Um, 
So I love this market. It's, it's almost a million people. It doesn't have a big tech industry. It's very agricultural and distribution. Uh, and again, anywhere you can live on 60K a year as a family of four, um, that, means you're, that means most people can live there. So um, I think the market is, is, adds, is a relatively safe California market. Uh, and then you get the appreciation that comes from a, a California market, which is, you know, which is not bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I'm not familiar with the market, but again, you, you've been raised in like born, born and raised in there and you're still there. Yeah. So that, that means, you know, the market, they, I mean, 15 plus years, you already like, you know what, what you're doing. So there's oh, yeah. no doubt about it. So, you know, what about, you know, advice? So coming back, kind of a shifting towards the book a little bit. Mm. Like there's going to be like after this interview, I'm a little bit embarrassed that I don't ah. have it. So I would love to just do a selfie before, or, you know. Yeah, send but, me a selfie. Yeah, no yeah I'll definitely, once I'm going to get it, I'm going to send you a selfie. And, awesome. uh, you know, so what about the people who are like being maybe in the same position as you are when you started in a the business? They having a full-time yeah. job, you know, family, and they're looking to build this one yeah. rental at a time. What will be your one piece of advice? Because there's many different moving pieces, maybe, yeah. you know, in the business, you should get like brokers, financing, like what's yeah. the starting so, point so, for this? Yeah, so let's break it down in a couple of pieces. So first off, why the book? I think everybody needs to get the book, right? If Rich Dad, Poor Dad changed your mindset, you need to read this book. Because I wrote this book on purpose as a compliment to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Because again, as we said earlier, right? Rich Dad, Poor Dad doesn't tell you how. So what I did in the first three quarters of the book was, okay, Rich Dad, Poor Dad changed my life. I say it like on page three, but this is what we did, right? We invested, we bought all these houses in the run-up. And then, oh, by the way, if you're paying attention, I invested during the crash, right? The crash was horrible, but how did we survive? What, how did we reposition? How, what did we do when the crash happened? How did we buy more? How did we exit the crash in a better position than we entered the crash? Mm -hmm. So you have a 15-year history, probably in the most exciting real estate environment ever. And we show you how we survived, thrived, and prospered. So that's kind of like the first 60 to 70% of the book. And then what I did on the back end is, okay, here's all my recommendations. Here's, here's 21 things I recommend, right? Thinking about where we were, right? Do this, don't do that. And you'll see in the book, we made plenty of mistakes, right? I give full ownership to all the wins and all the losses um, because I think you just have to be authentic with folks. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, if rich dad, poor dad changed your life, but you're not, you don't know what to do next. You need to go buy the book because we highlight how somebody actually journeyed 15 years from a single house to financial freedom. We successfully replaced two six figure incomes and um, you know, people are loving the book, right? It's, it's really taken off and, um, you know, send me those selfies and write those reviews. Does Robert Kiyosaki knows that you, you, you wrote the book, but you know, behalf of him? Ah, no, he doesn't. He'll probably never uh, hear from me. He, he, should, ah. he should take a selfie with your book. As ah, well. That would be awesome. That I would be. like one from Kim Kiyosaki too. I think she's doing some pretty good stuff. Yeah, uh, she's, she's, she's phenomenal. She's, she's crushing in, in real estate space. She's, she's uh, with Ken McElroy on board and like all these people is just, oh, yeah, yeah it, it's amazing. So, you, you know, I, I love what you just said about that. Again, definitely go and get the book. And I love, you know, it's like sharing the stories just like that, because most of the time when I have people just like yourself, like we don't dig deep into the questions, the cap rates and like, you know, the market and that's, that's all behind the scenes work. As yeah. you mentioned, you grabbed the Rich Dad Poor Dad book and it changed your mindset. 
Yep. So that's why it's, it's all about the mindset. Like, would you agree that real estate business is oh. all about the mindset? Yeah, it's, it's about the mindset first. It's about yeah. people second and it's about property third. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. Most people think it's about the property first. No, I mean, in the beginning, I was like you, I thought it was about the property. I thought it was about the magic Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. No, it's about your mindset, getting focused, knowing what you want. Uh, then it's about people. Real estate is surprisingly a people business. And that's a big part of the book because yeah. man, the, the, it's not who you know, but it's who knows you. Um, mm -hmm. Right. The more people that know you in your chosen market, the more deals that will come your way. It's one of the reasons I just invested in buying an office building down there because I want more people to know me. And, and, you know, a fair amount of people know me already, but I want to take that up two, three, four times. And um, yeah, it, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. And also you get to help people and it's just oh, a great business to be in. Yeah. I imagine the feeling that you get every time you get a selfie, you know, with the book yeah. and somebody texts you, you just changed my life. That, yeah. that should be, that, that, will, that will probably just like, it just explodes your mind probably every time oh, you get something like that. Is every it, day. No, no deal can like pay you, you know, like no. some amount of money than just yeah. a random person sending this. So that's yeah. awesome. So what, awesome. what do you, what do you think, what will be again, being in a business like, like very long time, like decades now. So what will be the qualities of a great real estate investor? What do you think? Well, so let's, let's add that. Let's take that question and add to it. And you're a full-time employee, right? So you're a full-time employee, yeah. you're raising a family. What does it take to be a good real estate investor? Because that's really who I speak to, right? Yeah. If you're a full-time investor and you're a broker, talk to someone else. But if you're a full-time employee, these are the things that I think are important. Yeah. First and foremost, I think you need to realize that you're going to be a buy and hold investor. You can't be a flipper. You don't have time. Can't wholesale. You don't have time, right? If you can just figure out how to buy and hold four properties, that is an awesome goal. And nobody, not even Grant Cardone should make you feel like an idiot for buying four houses, right? Yeah, It's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, <laughs> but you know, he's a, he's a syndicator. So, yeah. you know, he is not yeah. us. Yeah. So let's go buy four single family homes. But in order to do that, you need to take action. Mm -hmm. And what I tell my students all the time is you need to look at your market every day for 60 days. And now when I say market, people think, well, my market's so big. Well, you got to be careful. I want you to be focused, right? Pick a zip code and pick a property type. When I started, for example, I picked a zip code and then I said three bedroom, two bath or four bedroom, two bath between 12 and 1500 square feet. That's all I looked at. If it was a two bedroom, it didn't hit my radar. If it was a five bedroom, it didn't hit my radar. If it was in another zip code, it didn't hit my radar because I wanted to learn that market better than anybody else. And by the end of day 60, I could tell you that an average deal produced 5.5%. So I was only going to write offers on deals that were 7% or greater. Until you can do that, don't write an offer, right? But you got to put in work, right? It sounds simple, but trust me, it, it takes work. You have to get up early. You have to stay up late, right? I was doing this when it, you, smartphones weren't around. So I had to go in. I had to log hardwired. into a website. Hardwired. Yeah, hardwired. Yeah, so if I can do it, then you could do it now, right? Look at it while you're at your kid's baseball game. Look at it while you're at gymnastics. Look at it while you're drinking coffee. No excuse. Um, 15 minutes a day, every day for 10 years. So that's what you got to do. Yeah. And the people like, I think 50% already left because they're like, oh that's my okay. God, 10 years, 10 years. I have to do it. Like, yes. Like if, if you want the success, if you want the life that like, that, you know, Michael is living currently, that's what it takes. I mean, it doesn't yeah. happen overnight. Like real estate is, is definitely not a get rich quick thing. It, it takes 
takes definitely time and education and you have to put those in place if, if you want to make sure that you you know won't go yeah. underwater you know yeah. with your investments so like go and grab the book educate yourself uh, so what do you think, you know, with the timing, could, could there be a timing issue? Because again, if, if a person has, let's say, a full-time job and mm. he, he would love to go and invest, but again, maybe he sees like what's going on with the stock market and maybe mm. he's aware about the economy and he knows it's like the economy is going to shift, there will be a mm. downturn and maybe he's having this scarcity to go and spend the money, you know, on houses. Because again, you remember what happened in 2008. Oh, of course. So what, do you think it should people wait it out or should they go and invest right now? What, what's your, what, what's your opinion? Yeah. So that's, it's funny. That's a topic I talk about almost every day on my YouTube channel, one rental at a time. Uh, and this is what I think today, right? What is today? The 27th of February. So I reserve the right to change my opinion. Um, <laughs> I think there's, there's two markets and I think there's always been two markets in yeah. 2008. What was hot? It was single family homes. But what you don't know is the next question. Why was it hot? It was hot because Countrywide and IndyMac and all these other lenders were doing bad loans, which artificially created demand. More demand means higher prices. Mm -hmm. That, you know, the story was buy it, refi, buy it, refi. You know, it, it was a bad plan that blew up. So let's talk. So, so that happened. And as you'll see in the book, we took full advantage of that. We let the market run up. Uh, we sold all our properties at or near the peak. We moved the properties or the equity into multifamily, wonderful timing. You call it luck, I call it skill, whatever you want to call it. But what about today? Well, today's different. What is happening today? Well, today, Grant Cardone is out there talking about bigger is better, and if you buy a house, you're an idiot. Lots of people are saying that. Lots of people are syndicators. What is easy today? Well, lending is not necessarily easy. It is certainly not as easy as it was in 08. What is easy today? It's equity. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of money in the system. There's a lot of people with cash in their savings account or stock market accounts. There's a lot of people that don't have time. So you are the prey. You are the big fat whale in the ocean that greedy syndicators are out sticking and you're going to lose. So multifamily investing today is overpriced. Do the math. Yep. Single family homes, surprisingly, is underpriced. I can get a better yield on my money today with single family homes because prices in my market are still below the peak. Interest rates are half what they were and rent is up 50%. So in today's market, you can be relatively safe with a 30 year fixed rate mortgage with 30% down cash flowing. Um, so do the math is my answer. And you know, do I know all markets? No. Could there be some markets out there where multifamily is priced appropriately? Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. Um, but in the end, do the math, right? Yeah. Learn your market, do the math. There's no magic in real estate. You just need to learn a market and do the math. Uh, there's no secrets. There's no tips. Definitely, it's, definitely. Learn your market, do the math. I think, in my opinion, I don't think there is a like right or wrong strategy, whatever Grant Cardone or all these brand new syndicators are saying, you know, like, oh, no, 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 like, don't buy a house. It's a stupid, like, you know, yeah. You, you'll, you'll go underwater, like this is going to happen. Your one tenant is going to move out. You know, there is like roof and there is a grass. So somebody has to be cut on. Like, you know, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So again, it, it like it makes sense, you know, because yeah. for you, it makes sense. And for the people who are investing, like I know, I know investors who have like 70, 80, like single family homes. Like mm -hmm. when I show them like multifamily, you know, the, the deal that was where we were looking to get long story, basically, mm -hmm. 
I showed him the project. It was 40 plus unit. And he was like, no, look, it's, it's not my thing. You know, yeah. like it, it's, it's, it's on one, like there's 40 plus yeah. units in one P and he doesn't see it because again, yeah. single family homes is his strategy. So it depends on the strategy that yeah. you use. Know your, know your space. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So again, maybe you can share some, um, again, uh, great and bad things happening, like maybe some wins, like the biggest yeah. wins and the biggest maybe mistakes, you know, throughout this 15 plus years, uh, you know, sure. experience that you have investing. Yeah. Just so you know, I'm writing an I'm signing an offer right now. Just, yeah, that's, that's fun. The, I just signed an offer for a duplex. We'll see if I get it. Here, Anyways. Here we go. So win, yeah. Wins and wins and losses. Um, so we'll talk about the losses first for whatever reason, people like hearing about the losses first. And, and the biggest loss I have or biggest story I have is actually my first property. It's in the book. So you'll, you'll read it again. Um, so a, after a year of looking for property, we finally buy one, right? It's on Norris drive and we do everything right. Again, I have a property manager cause I'm so far away. I travel. I, I could be anywhere in the planet on any given day. Uh, so we have a property manager. We do credit checks, reference checks, income checks, everything works out great. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, uh, the couple gets divorced two weeks after moving in. So the wife takes off and uh, the husband becomes a professional alcoholic. Uh, He stops going to work. He stops paying his rent. And again, I'm in California, right? This is my first tenant. Uh, And now I see I have to pay $1,000 to get him out, right? An attorney fee, an eviction fee. Uh, I lose two, uh, uh, two and a half months because in California, it takes time to get people out. And oh, by the way, I'm left with a $15,000 mess. Uh, that he just destroyed our house, right? So that's our first experience, right? And I still remember looking at Olivia and going, okay, what do we do, right? Because we don't know the city. We don't know anyone. We just lost (coughs) $15,000. Oh, by the way, we still have to pay our mortgage payment. It's just a big colossal mess. Yeah. And uh, she looks at me and goes, well, that was a risk. Did, Did we do anything wrong? No, we did everything right. Well, you know, fix it, move on, right? Which I was shocked by because we just came off a huge stock market loss and I thought it was going to be a big mess and you know, all these things. So uh, people can be rotten. People, you can do everything right. And this business can still kick you in the butt, just like it kicked us. <laughs> I wish it wasn't our first, but it was just so everybody knows that story goes on to be just fine. The next tenant moves in, never a problem, never a late tenant or net late payment. And we ended up 1031 and uh, all the equity into a small apartment building. We still own today. So that's, that's that story in a nutshell. Uh, the biggest win for us is right near the peak. Um, we decide to sell all of our houses, which are overpriced uh, and exchange those into multifamily. So we went from eight units, which was seven houses in one duplex. Uh, uh, no, six houses in one duplex, eight units, seven properties. And we moved, we 1031 and we ended up leaving uh, that year with 80 units. Uh, the, the key to that story is we moved equity, put no new cash in, uh, our, ca- our gross rents exploded, our cash flow exploded, and it meant that we were safe from the crash that had just started. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, all this stuff's in the book, how we survived, what we did, how lending changed, uh, lots of exciting stuff in the book. That's awesome. So maybe, maybe the next book is going to be 80, 80 rentals at a time. So maybe it's going to be something. So are you going to be a big proponent in the future for a multifamily or, or are you still going to, you know, talk about buying, you know, like starting in a single family home, like point. Yeah. I, I'm actually a huge proponent of multifamily. I believe multifamily is the reason we were able to retire financially free. Mm-hmm. I think bigger is better has been the right answer 
for most of my investing career. I just don't think it's right today. Mm, um, I think today is the exception, right? Uh, I actually think there's going to be a big drop in multifamily in 2023 to 25. So I'm buying as much single family houses as I can today. So I can 1031 again uh, in 2024, 25. Uh, Cause I think multifamily is the right answer. Most of the time, it's just all the time that everybody's looking at one asset. I want to go the other way mm -hmm. um, because you know, the herd is often wrong. So what, what, what do you think will make multifamily drop in, in 2023? What will be the uh, I think the economy is going to turn around. I think I, I've owned these, right? So I have the math to prove it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, occupancy is not the same thing as economic occupancy. People are going to stop paying rent. You're going to have more turnover. Um, cap rates are going to explode. Refis are going to be harder. You're going to have to bring equity to a refi, which is going to mean you have to do a capital raise. Mm -hmm. uh, people are going to lose money in the stock market. They're going to want their money back, which uh, LPs are going to need to sell to other LPs or GPs. It's just going to get messy, yeah. right? Um, so that's what I think is going to come. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's one of the scenarios. What do you think, you know, if, if the company, I mean, there's a lot of great established companies. I just finished a talk with a guy yesterday. They, you know, have $900 million assets on the management. So yeah. I, I think they're going to be doing pretty well in, in a down cycle. So again, it depends on the company that we're talking with. But again, if you yeah. were looking at a brand new syndicator, like yeah. if, if they're not picking the right market, like right location, because I yeah. think that's what it comes down to. It's like, it's super important. Yeah. I, let me just say one thing there. So I think, I think, yeah. I think we're going to be surprised by some established syndicators um, going to jail um, because Whoa. we've already seen a couple of Ponzi schemes in this arena. Uh, anybody who takes cash from property A gives it to investor on property B to maintain their yield or their preferred return is running a Ponzi scheme by definition. And so what I would be really, really nervous of today is any syndicator who's been able to maintain their preferred return with no hiccups. That is a red flag today. The economy is different. Um, so just because somebody runs a $900 million business or a billion dollar business does not mean we're immune from bad human behavior. There was a guy in New York just in the last three or four months who had um, like 10,000 units that got busted by the feds for running a Ponzi scheme because he was taking cash from investor A and giving it to investor B. And that's not okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't think this particular company will do that because oh. they're very established in a space. But, you know, like yeah. it's definitely like it's happening. Yeah, it, it, you know. So, of course, you know, for the people, you just have to do your own due diligence, but you just yeah. never know. I mean. Yeah, 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 you don't know. I don't even know who we're talking about. So, yeah, of course, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. And, and again, I, I just, I'm nervous because there are so many people that I talk to every day mm. that just want to get in. They don't care. They just want to get in. Exactly. For the and that's when you make bad choices. Yeah. yeah again, because again, what you mentioned, your position, like uh, you educate yourself, you put the people in place and then it's the property. And yeah. like in syndication is like way opposite. It's like I'm going for the fees and yeah. people is going to be the last because that's where I paid my investors. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah it's right. just not the right business. Like it's not the right mindset. I think. Yep. So Coming back to the property side, maybe you can give some tips to the people when you're like touring the property, you know, for single family homes, what mm -hmm. key indicators they should be aware of and what things they should look for? Yeah. So for me, the easiest thing to do is to go look at a property, realizing that I want to make everything. I have a certain standard that I, that I release properties to. Mm -hmm. So basically it, it's, everything is fixed. I don't band-aid things, right? 
I do all my capital improvements the, the day or month I buy them. So it runs as smooth as possible for years, if not decades to come. So that means I'm looking at the expensive stuff. Um, you look at the roof, you look at the mechanicals, which is heating and cooling. You look at the kitchen and bath. Um, I'd put, regardless of what's there, I would put tile and kitchen and baths. I would put LVT in the living areas. The only place that gets carpet is bedrooms. Um, I do semi-gloss on all paint because it's easier to clean when tenants move. Um, I do undermount sinks, even they're, they're more expensive because I want to get rid of seams where there could be water leaks. I often put in new windows for more energy efficient. Uh, I change everything before I move that tenant in because I want to get maximum rents month one. I hate band-aiding things because that just means you're paying for years to come. Yeah. Um, so that's what I look for. It's like, okay, how, how much is it going to cost me to make this look like everything else I own? So what, what, what will be the budget? Do you have like this limit of the budget when you move into the property? Because again, you have a specific yeah. criteria when you're looking for properties or... Yeah, it's, it's all about the math, man. Because yeah. again, when I calculate the return of a property, it's down payment, closing cost, and make ready. So what right? would be on average, how much you spend on renovations for the property? Oh, gosh. I would say for a single family home, 20 grand is not uncommon. Okay. Yeah. I have bought some turnkey stuff, you know, less than two grand, you know, maybe just a cleaning or whatnot. But most stuff, most stuff I need to buy is stuff that won't bank qualify. Because mm -hmm. I can't, I can't outbeat owner occupants. Owner occupants could put three and a half percent down, and they could overpay. I can't in my model. So most of the time, I got to buy junk. Got it, got it. And you just, you know, make it from a coal to a diamond. Yeah, you just, you you just it. brush it off. That that's awesome. What about the people again? If they don't have the twenty k on the side, they mm -hmm. maybe have you know the money for the down payment, but that's all they have. Should they go and like go and, and invest, even though like it's it's not the best looking and you know yeah. like it's not new and yeah for for what most do you people in the book yeah so most people actually in the book I recommend for most people with full time jobs especially with so low interest rates today mm -hmm. most people should just buy turnkey stuff Got already it. repaired so you don't have to waste money on make ready you get the lowest interest rate you get to finance the repair cost because somebody else did it. Most people with no time should get turnkey product, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't buy the junk unless you have the money, right? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's expensive. Yeah. Um, it's just, and you have to, like, you have to know, like, what you're doing. I mean, yeah. so, I make again, mistakes all the time still. <laughs> like, if you're going to fix it yourself, it's going to be time. And you don't put it in as equation as work. Like, you're spending your own time. So, are you yep. going to pay yourself if you're hiring yep. somebody? There's countless stories you probably know when people hire contractors and oh yeah yeah you you know don't so, do it yeah yeah so what about what about you know again some additional educational sources like you've seen a lot of mentorships coming up now because like real estate is booming so everybody's going syndication yeah. you know single family homes everybody's buying buying right it's a buyer's market. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So what about mentorship? Should people go and you know get the mentor from a get go before they start investing? Oh, wow. Um, I think you should definitely find people that you, that you think are providing valuable information, but I don't think you have to pay for it, mm. right? I think if somebody is selling something for over $1,000, I would probably look elsewhere. Could it be a couple of hundred bucks? Interesting. You know, could it provide access? Yeah, because while there's no, nothing new in real estate, there are ways to accelerate learning that makes sense, right? 
Mm-hmm. For example, I, I just, I just released, I don't know, maybe it's eight months ago, a course on how to learn your market, uh, give access to a private Facebook group. I sell that thing for less than 200 bucks and it allows you to just jump in and here's the homework. Here's the spreadsheet. Here's how you compare deals. And oh, by the way, you get access to my private Facebook group because my time's valuable. Right. Yep. And I only allow students in there. Um, so yeah, if somebody's doing something like that, I, I say, go get it. But again, for me, it starts with free. I put out original content every day on my YouTube channel. Go there, right? See if you click with me um, and do that for free, right? Uh, and then if you really want to know my story, read my book. It's 15 bucks. Yeah. If you still click and you want to learn your market, great. That's what I have the course for. But by then you've spent a whopping 15 bucks and maybe three or four hours on YouTube. I don't like this. Hey, come to my free session, sign up at the back of the room, pay for my $10,000 consulting. You're not a real estate person. You're a shark. And I hate that. Man, I've seen some six figures, you know, six figure mentorship programs. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and I like seen countless people saying like, look, I paid before the interview, ask them like, have you paid for them? Yeah, I did like paid like 37 K. Like, mm. like I didn't get anything. I was like, man, that's, you should like people who advise for the people, just do your own due diligence. I mean, there's enough information online. Like mm-hmm. you, you, again, what you're saying is so true. You, you should go check it out. The free stuff. Yeah. Like if you can resonate with these people, then go and buy, you know, some products, but yeah, do some don't, homework. don't, yeah. don't overpay on them also, you know, when you're starting yeah. out. So, okay. So if person doesn't have, you know, maybe he's looking to get a person, you know, like X who is very successful has, millions and millions of dollars assets on the management or whatever he's looking to buy that mentorship but he doesn't have you know spirit change to do that but mm. he can go and grab a few books from amazon let's say three mm. business non-business books so what those type of books be- beside your book what those <laughs> yeah so there's um it's funny i actually did a video on that a year ago i should probably do it again so the people that i read uh and again these books might even be out of date. So there was actually a book written in the 1950s by a guy named William Nickerson, I think is his name. It, it had a really, really, it's a green book. It's like this thick, this thick. How can you say that? Yeah, that thick. Yeah. Uh, it's how I turned $1 into a million, something like that. He talks about buying junker houses, um, which is probably why I bought junker houses when I started. So that was a really cool book. You have to get over the fact that he's talking about houses being nine grand, 10 grand, all of that. Yeah, so yeah. don't, don't worry about the purchase price. It was 1950, yeah. but um, his stories are awesome. Um, there's another gentleman named Fixer J. Uh, he's written three or four books. The one that I read the most was Goldmine Houses. Again, it talked about buying multiple houses on one lot, uh, which I've done. Um, and then the, there's a blue and white book by... Gary Keller, uh, that talks about being the millionaire real estate investor. I love that book, but I really love in the back where it talks about 25 or 30 investor stories. I read those biographies probably once a year. So those are three books that I recommend. That's awesome. That's awesome. I never read those books. So definitely I just put a note here for myself. Go going to go and check these out. So, okay. So what about coming back to the the business business, you know, again, there's people thinking like, like, Oh my God, look, the books, mentorships, like, shoot, like maybe I don't have the time cause I'm working, you know, 
not nine to five, maybe nine to nine or nine, nine yeah. to 12. You know, there's people doing that stuff. So yeah. I just don't have the time, but I'm looking to go invest. So yeah. for those, for those type of people, should they consider like partnerships and like, what should they look for in a good partner? You know, if, if you're telling yourself you don't have time working nine to nine, all of that, um, don't get into real estate investing because you're not going to do your homework. You're going to lose money. Somebody's going to take advantage of you. But let me tell you this. I was a senior software salesperson who worked 70 to 80 hours a week. And I was in four different cities a week. And I was raising a family. And I worked Sunday to Friday because I would always travel Sunday. So I was able to find 15 minutes a day to look at my market. That's all you have to do. 15 minutes. Get focused. If you really want to do this, look at it every day for 60 days. You will be amazed what you learn. If you can understand what an average deal is in your market, you've done enough homework. If you just want to trust somebody else, partner up with somebody else, somebody's going to steal your money eventually. Um, if you're not willing to do the homework on property or the other investor, keep the money in cash because otherwise somebody's going to steal it from you, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's not going to be somebody. It's going to be your good friend. Yeah, exactly. John is, John is going to be stealing from you. <laughs> yeah, it could happen. I've that, seen it. That, that's how it happens most of the time. Oh, no, that Martin, I'm just going to pay you. Like, don't worry. Things are going to work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. Trust me. Trust, trust me. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. That's the word. So that's awesome. Again, that's the story. So, you know, like before, guys, the, the, the end of the story before we're going to wrap up is basically like just do the homework before you go in and invest. Like as, as Michael said, just go and check it out. His YouTube channels. You can find like all the links down below, go and get the book. Like it's 15 bucks. Like this man paid 15 years plus like investing as you heard the mistakes, the wins, failures, you know, like looking for the properties working, you know, and, and just crazy running places. Right. And 15 years. Mm -hmm. And he put it that into $15 book. So mm -hmm. if you won't get that, it's a shame on you, definitely. But uh, again, the decision is yours. If you want to build yeah. a business or you, do, you don't want to build a business. So go. Michael, for the people who would like to get in touch with you and just ask maybe more questions or, you know, about the programs or the whatever. Yeah. So what will be yeah. the social media platforms for, for them to get in contact with you? So everything I do is one rental at a time. So the best place to go, the only place I create original content daily is YouTube. My YouTube channel, again, is one rental at a time. And I actually have a playlist called subscriber questions. So if you go to my YouTube channel and hit subscribe, that means you have the right to ask me any question you want. All you do is you go to the comment section of any video and leave a subscriber question. And I'm the only one that looks at the channel. Uh, to date, I've answered every question inside 72 hours, sometimes via a simple response. But most of the time I create a video that's five to seven minutes long answering your question. So if you have a question, for me, go to YouTube, type in one rental at a time and uh, subscribe. That's the best way. Then I'm on Instagram. I have a podcast, uh, but that, that's not original. It's basically all the YouTube videos stripped of video. Uh, everything's one rental at a time. One rental at a time dot com. Um, you know, so everything's one rental at a time. Yeah, that's awesome. I love the name, by the way. It's a great, great name. Great name for the for the book. Great title. So, you know, I, again, like, I really appreciate the time and effort that you put in here today. It's been like these 30 whatever plus minutes. It's just been phenomenal. I'll, again, I love the stories, as I mentioned before. And I can sense you that you're, you're a true go-giver. You, you yeah. know, you, you're just here to provide the value for the people and help them 
to build what you build and go beyond that. So, you know, like it's my pleasure and honor to have you today on the show, you know, Thank and you. I wish you all the best in this upcoming year. It just started. March is, is only here. So, yeah. you know, there's all these uh, time frames still to accomplish, you know, great things before things turn around, but you know, so it's just awesome. Big, big thank you for, for being on the show, guys. And uh, as always, if you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Click, clap, subscribe to the channel. Go and check out Michael's channel as well, you know, for free content about real estate investing. And as always, I'm going to see you on the next episode. Thanks.